I'm Reverend Harry Bridge. And I'm Dr. Scott Mitchell, and this is the Dharma Realm Podcast. And we're coming to you from the Kodo of the Jodo Shinshu Center in Berkeley, California. This is the Dharma Realm Podcast for November 6, 2009, and we are continuing with our second installment from our live podcast in October. And today we talk about, among other things, the Golden Chain, Universal Buddhism, and Annoying Misconceptions. I'm still of a, a kind of torn between uh, Jodo Shinshu, right? The, the um, very uh, distinctive teachings of Shinran Shonin, but also of the Pure Land tradition, right? I mean, I don't think we can look at the Pure Land tradition and say, ah, it looks like all kinds of Buddhism. I mean, it shares aspects, but it has very uh, distinctive aspects that um, I think are are very different than other kinds of Buddhism. Salvation, right? We're saved by Amida Buddha. Um, The Pure Land, right? Um, that there's some Buddha there with a vow that's, that's going to save us. You know, there's all, a lot of ideas there that you don't find in some other kinds of Buddhism or aren't emphasized as much in other kinds of Buddhism. Then there's the idea of maybe isn't there some universal Buddhism that we could get to? Right? Is there some... And so this came up because... Um, are you all familiar with the golden chain? Right? I am a link in the Buddha's golden chain of love that stretches around the world. Um, I will keep my link bright and strong. I will think pure and beautiful thoughts. I will say pure and beautiful words. I will do pure and beautiful deeds, knowing that um, what happens in this life is the result of well, something, something. That's a little, that's a little different. Um, you, um, almost, oh, you almost got it. That was awesome. I almost had it. Uh, I'm not a fan of the golden chain. That's right. And then um, I will protect all those weaker than myself is in there somewhere. And then... Um, I don't know. I'm, I just don't really like the golden chain. <laughs> Why not? Because there's so much of it that just doesn't seem <laughs> Buddhist. I mean, it seems like this kind of general Buddhist uh, thing. But if you really think about it, I am a link in Amida's golden chain of love yeah. that stretches around the world. Already, right there, it's like, okay. A link in a chain? It's like, the only chain metaphors I know are chain of causation and then like, chains of karma, right? Karmic bondage. Um, which, which is not The, the not karma good. one is not being, good, yeah, right? It's not good to be um, stuck in a link of karmic chain. <laughs> I'm a link in a chain of karmic bondage that holds everyone down, yeah, right? In samsara yeah, or something. That's horrible. Um, and then golden chain of love, right? So love just doesn't, to me, is just, I'm, I get, I'm indoctrinated so that compassion seems like the right word to me. Right? Love, to me, just in our culture, has so many different connotations that the, the Amida's chain of love. I mean, this Buddha loves you. I like, actually like that song. But, um, okay, so I'm, I'm a link in Amida's golden chain of love that stretches around the world. Just the world? I mean, Buddhism, isn't it the universe? Isn't it all existence? Why is it just, I mean, it seems, I don't know, it just doesn't seem... Um, it seems like a bad choice of words to me, but I guess it works to a certain extent. <laughs> Sorry, all you golden chain lovers out there. Um, I mean, people, I'm to, people are even walking out on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to, to you know, question myself on this, but just to me, I just don't, I don't know, it doesn't resonate with me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I will think pure and beautiful thoughts. 
What does purity and beauty have to do with it? I mean, those aren't really Buddhist terms either, right? Um, I think I think purity could be considered a, could be, but that's yeah. more like well, I mean, Chinese, I think Japanese that, thing. Uh, no, but like, I mean, I think that people talk about um, uh, purifying the kleshas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you can make I think you can make the argument for purity being an important part of Buddhism. Or okay. at least a part okay. of Buddhism, not completely. I'll feed you that one. I'll give you that one. But pure and beautiful. And then, if you're going to be, if you're going to protect all beings weaker than yourself, then you have to be vegetarian. How can you not, if beings, because it's not people, right? In Buddhism, it's not only people; it's all beings, right? So, if you're going to vow by saying I will protect all beings weaker than myself, then you got to protect them. You can't just be like, yeah, I just said it. I didn't mean it. You know, so, so, so that's my problem with it. But that's your rant against the golden. Yeah, my rant right, against right. the golden chain. But there's a really interesting email going around now about the origins of it, because I you can't you can't trust email. Come on, dude. I know, but it's an email that goes to a minister no, that I'm, I know. I, <laughs> chain mail is another one. Remember chain letters? Right, we don't get them as much anymore. That you get them on the internet, I guess. But yeah. so anyway. Um, Anyway, <laughs> there were people. I mean, I, there's another minister that I was talking to that was really also hates Golden Chain, and um, was really questioning it. And he had heard that it was made by a Christian, mm-hmm. that a Christian person wrote it. Um, wait, wait, I never wait, had that confirmed. It's possible, right? Um, but it looks like it was. Oh, I, I, I could look it up, but um, it was people who had become Buddhist. Yeah, and I, so they wrote it like bef- I think probably before World War II. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was written by uh, the Huns. Been, yeah, I think it is. I think it um, is. I, I don't know. Again, I don't know if this is true or not. But um, back before the war in Hawaii, there were a, a couple of folks who became Buddhists um, at the in the, home, in the Hawaii mission, and they wrote a whole bunch of those songs that are in the service book. Mm-hmm. Um, like onward Buddhist soldiers, my favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they based a lot of this stuff on, on their Christian background, but it was also a, uh, uh, a monistic background. It was the sense that not only should all Buddhists be the same, that we should, I mean, they, they explicitly said we want to create a uh, universalistic Buddhism, a Buddhism that includes everybody. Um, but, but beyond that, also like a one world religion, um, which, you know, that was their shtick. Right, um, right. Very, I, I could go on a rant early, against why I don't like that. Right, right. <laughs> very early 20th century of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was very it was influ, in, influenced by the Theosophists and all those guys who you know thought all Buddhisms were the same. Um, you know, so that was their perspective. Yeah. So it might, the, the Golden Chain might have been written by them. I don't know if that's true. I think true. you're right. I think it was. I think it well, may have been. it may have been. I, we'll I, put it on the website. If, You'll have to look at the website. Later we'll do more research and yeah. find out. <laughs> but. That came up in the discussion about that, you know, they, they, they wanted kind of to have this universalistic mm-hmm. Buddhism. Um, and I guess it kind of got, they got shut down by like uh, one of the... Um, the hunts? Monshu came in, or, or not Monshu, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Bishop, mm-hmm. right, came in and kind of shut him down, was just kind of like, no, this is not Shinshu, what are you talking about? So there becomes this kind of, this this dichotomy between general Buddhism, right? This very, like, you know, Four Noble Traps, Eightfold Path, uh, compassion, and, you know, it's very uh, universal kind of Buddhism. And then Jodo Shinshu Buddhism, right? That we have to, uh, what are you doing? You know, Jodo Shinshu doesn't do that or or isn't about that or whatever. Um, So I'm I'm still, 
I think I tend to lean towards the Jodo Shinchu side, although that's completely wide open too, of course. It's not, it doesn't mean one thing, but you know, towards a more Jodo Shinchu interpretation. But then I also have sympathy for the more kind of uh, universal, uh, general Buddhist kind of uh, Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> not at all? I don't have any sympathy, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good. I have sympathy in the same sort of empathetic compassionate sense because I'm supposed to be a Buddhist and all um, but I, I don't I don't like the idea of one Buddhism or one yeah, Dharma I don't like the idea of a universalistic Buddha uh, universalistic Buddhism um, and the reason why is because what is it what's essential to all Buddhisms what do we what do we decide is the most important part the thing that all Buddhists have in common. And whenever you try to figure out what that one thing is that all Buddhists have in common, mm-hmm. you're making an interpretive gesture. You're saying, or you're, you're picking and choosing. You're saying this thing is the most important thing and all this other stuff is not important. And, and I find that to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to me, it seems, in my not so humble opinion, it seems to me that the, the, the loudest voices who are talking for a universalistic Buddhism usually claim that compassion is very important to Buddhism. Okay, that's fine. I can get behind that. Um, and that meditation is the central aspect of Buddhism. Um, and if we say that meditation is the central practice in Buddhism, um, well, then what the hell are we doing? <laughs> if you make the claim that meditation is the central practice in Buddhism, then you're automatically saying that a whole host of people who don't meditate aren't really Buddhists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to flip it around, you could also easily make the claim that the central practice in Buddhism is bowing. Right? I don't know a single Buddhist tradition that does not have some kind of bowing involved. Every Buddhist I know does some sort of bowing, whether it's the highly ritualized, full face-on-the-floor prostration or just a simple gasho. I know, you know, Buddhists all around the world, regardless of their tradition, bow. So if we're going to call, you know, if we're going to pick out one element of Buddhism that is essential to all Buddhist traditions, let's just call it bowing. Because <laughs> that's it. <laughs> But that, does that, does, that doesn't really do anything. It like, doesn't really say anything deep about Buddhism. It just says that we all happen to do something, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I have real problems with... You can go on a rant about the golden chain. I'll go on a rant about universalistic Buddhists. <laughs> and it's not even just Buddhism. Then you can go universalistic religion. Yeah. Right? You can take it that step further and right. say that. Right? And, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. And, I, and I think that when we do that, when we sort of do these broad brush strokes of saying that all Buddhists are the same or that all religions are the same, we're overlooking real differences. We're overlooking real diversity. We're overlooking the, the, the actual differences. There are people that really do disagree with one another. And as we said before, it's that ability to engage people we don't agree with that really helps us grow. And if we just are all the same, we all get along, we're all happy. Do-do-do-do-do. Maybe we'd be in the pure land, but that would, I don't know, that would be boring. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's really interesting because um, uh, at Green Gulch the other night, uh, you know, talking and Green Gulch is a, one of the Zen center places and they um, have pretty intensive practice periods. And I think they were just starting a practice period maybe. Uh, and I realized at the end I hadn't talked about the, the um, foolish being kind of aspect of Shinshu. So I kind of started talking about that. and. Uh, Becoming your That's where I always start. Oh, yeah. I, well, I kind of went more historical. And so it was um, talking about becoming your foolish self and, uh, you know, 
that, that for Shinron especially seems like he's not, he just isn't willing to let himself off the hook and say, oh, I did such compassionate activity today. Right? I was so compassionate. He never says stuff like that. He's like, I'm a, you know, sunk in the oceans of, of, of um, fame and lost in the mountains of, or oceans of lust and mountains of fame or whatever, you know, that he's, he's just this deep insight into his foolish self. But the interesting thing was, so, you know, I say this and I see all these people, these Zen practitioners, like nodding. And one even said, yeah, that's just like us. <laughs> I was like, whoa, really? <laughs> I mean, it was interesting. It was like, even though the, the uh, obviously there are many differences in what we do, but I was just really uh, pleasantly surprised, shall we say, and um, feeling that in a way, maybe we're not so different. And yet we are, and we can still be different too. I mean, I'm... And so I was like, oh, that's interesting, but I'm not going to run out and try and figure it all out and find out all about this end stuff. I'm perfectly happy to just kind of let it be its own thing and right. not try to put it down and not try to um, interpret it from my point of view and not try to, um, you know, um, I don't know, just to let it be different and yet also be happy that we can, you know, have commonalities as well. I mean, maybe we don't even need the commonalities. That was kind of like the icing on the cake, I guess. It was just that, oh, good. There's not, maybe, you know, that, that, that I'm not going to seem like a complete freak to these people. You know, that, that um, they, they can, we can, there's something resonating here, right? That we're um, able to uh, have some commonalities and yet have some uh, very uh, great differences too. So that would be great. And that's the, maybe a more multicultural view, I guess, and just being uh, accepting of diversity right. and, and, Diversity is a positive thing, yeah. right? That we don't need the universal uh, religion. Right. We don't need the universal Buddhism necessarily. That right. We can be, be different, and that's great. We don't have to say all religions want to do this or all faith traditions do this or all Buddhists believe in this. It's like we don't have to do that. We can, we can recognize common roots, but we can also recognize and celebrate that, um, the differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree, and I think that there's a practical reason for that. You know, there's that famous uh, phrase that says, Dharma doors are boundless, I vow to enter them, which, mm -hmm. or the other one that there are 84,000 doors to enlightenment. You know, I think that those phrases mean that, that every person is different, right? Then we're all sort of suffering from our own particular karmic causes and conditions, which means that the solution to my problem might be different than the solution to your problem. You know, it, they might both still be Buddhism, but it might not work for you, it might work for me, you know? I suck at meditation for example. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I would not want to pursue a path where you had to meditate. It just wouldn't work for me. So you know, the metaphor here is the metaphor of the doctor, right? The Buddha's giving out the appropriate medicine for the appropriate affliction. And different people have different afflictions. And that's not a bad thing. That's just how it is. And we need to just allow that to be. Darn it. <laughs> Did we get any tweets? No, I'm telling you, no, one, no one's paying attention to us. <laughs> it's just these guys here. <laughs> you can Twitter from your, your um, cell phone. If anybody has a cell phone, you can send me an email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> send me an email. Don't talk to me. Just send me an email. It's fine. <laughs> well, I think we should definitely do questions. From them? Yeah. If they have any. He has one. So when, when you guys speak with other Buddhists, especially non-Shin Buddhists, what is the, 
I guess the stereotype or preconception about Shin Buddhism or Pure Land Buddhism, which you guys get, which you dislike the most? Mm. Um, uh, I think that the one that, uh, that, that bothers me the most are the people that think that Shin Buddhism isn't really Buddhism. Um, which, you know, I fortunately rarely encounter in person face-to-face. -face. Um, yeah, I think, th thankfully, most people have better manners than to, you know, tell me to my face you're not really a Buddhist. Um, <laughs> but I've certainly seen that attitude, um, you know. And I, and, I, and I respect that it's a, a, what you might call a polemical or uh, apologetic sort of point of view. But there are other Buddhist traditions that, you know, have a more narrow definition of what Buddhism is, and that narrow definition does exclude us. Um, and that narrow definition often includes, you know, Buddhism has to have a celibate monastic clergy. Um, you know, we don't. And if your definition of Buddhism is narrowly defined that way, then, you know, I guess we're not a Buddhist. And that's okay. Um, you know, I disagree strongly. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I think that's the sort of the, the big one. Um, there are lots of minor, you know, stereotypes or assumptions about, you know, a lot of things we've been talking about now in terms of, you know, pure, the pure land is a heaven or um, Shin Buddhists are worshiping Amida, you know, that kind of stuff. Eh, I don't know. That seems like splitting hairs almost. Like, mm. you know... The religious historian in me has, you know, sort of gets bored by trying to figure out, well, is saying the name a kind of worship? I, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think that's just sort of like splitting hairs, and I don't, you know, I, you know, I could, I might engage those people online and yell at them, but, I, you know, I'm trying my best not to yell at people on the internet as much as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Yours, sir. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm lucky I don't um, encounter it as much. You don't, you don't talk to other Buddhists is your, is your problem. <laughs> well, no, that's true. It's true. Actually, to be perfectly honest, I don't get the opportunity that much. Um, and I think that sometimes in, what is it called? Intra-Buddhist dialogue? Yes. Intra. intra right? Not inter. Right. Intra. So within Buddhism, but between different schools of Buddhism, uh, just haven't had the opportunity to do too much. Um, and I guess I've been lucky in that a couple years ago now, there was a conference um, that was held at Florin for Asian American and Hapa uh, Dharma teachers uh, in the United States. And so I was there, and a, another Shin, Jodo Shinshu BCA minister, uh, but there's also someone from Korean Zen tradition and uh, Western, friends of the Western Buddhist, Buddhist order, order yeah. uh, someone from that, and someone from Shambhala, and... Uh, a Tibetan, another person from a Tibetan, another Tibetan tradition, and it was great. It was like meeting all these other Buddhists and getting to talk to them, and we all got along. <laughs> you know, there was no, uh, I think, maybe because the issues were different, like we weren't there to, to debate our understanding of Dharma, or we weren't there to debate our school being better than the other. We were talking about other issues, and so we could kind of... Uh, in coexist uh, as Buddhists from different schools and yet get along and have a really, really great weekend and great discussion. And that has, that's what led to going to Green Gulch and going to the Zen Center and getting to speak um, about it. And everyone was just really welcoming at those events and I was really happy to be there. And um, 
I think one of the problems sometimes, I mean, Shinshu can be really derogatory towards other schools of Buddhism too, right? And sometimes you hear people say, well, Zen, like, you know, self-power stuff like Zen. Yeah, whatever. Right? And it's like, <laughs> that's totally a mistake, an absolute uh, mistake. Sorry. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to, um, here's a rant. <laughs> um, it's a complete error, I think, to take the terms that we use um, of, you know, self-power, other power, or all this kind of thing. And, I mean, we can set up the arguments in that way and argue them, but then to go assigning the other wrong party to, to, you know, and telling other people or claiming that these other schools are like that is just as bad as saying um, yeah. uh, Jodo Shinshu isn't really Buddhism or it's Christian, Christianized Buddhism or something, right? So, so I think that that's, rather than be ups- worried about what other people are saying about uh, my school, Maybe for me, it becomes more getting, beginning to get these opportunities to be amongst people of other faith traditions, not only Buddhism, but maybe other ones as well, and not take that, not stereotype them, not put them down, not assume that I know what they're about and that I'm right and they're wrong or that I'm better somehow, but to flip it around and be careful, uh, be more careful about myself not to do that. There's a... um, Someone put it up about uh, on Facebook, going back to the golden rule. Who is it? What's the? Who she's written? A, Karen Armstrong, maybe was. I don't oh. remember. We'll have to. I'll have okay. to go back and check. But I saw this blurb. You know, this news story on on uh, Facebook saying uh, American religion or maybe world religion needs to go back to the golden rule. I assume the golden rule being treat others as you would yeah. um, be treated, yeah, yeah. have others treat you. Right. Which is not a bad rule. Big fan right. of the golden rule. So interesting, you know, and sometimes some people, um, I've heard Buddhist ministers put that down. The golden rule? Yeah, and say it's, it's not about being, it, that's selfish. Saying, um, if you're worried about how you're getting treated, you know, and you're thinking, well, I don't want to be treated like that, so therefore I shouldn't treat someone else, right? Buddhism is about compassion, and it's about, you know, being compassionate to, to um, all beings, and it's not about yourself, Right, and yet I think that who knows? Maybe there is something there. Hmm. There, there is something to that. An interesting interpretation of the golden rule that I wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gone down that road. But you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not always right. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) So we should do a comedy act. (laughs) I think we already are. We got our first question. Yeah, thank you. Interesting. <laughs> so I think about that stuff um, a lot, and um, it's, I think it is Im- important to uh, try and uh, engage in that kind of intra-Buddhist dialogue or inter-religious dialogue, um, but it can be really hard, too. It's hard to have the opportunities. Um, I guess IBS is a place where you can do it, huh? GTU um, is one of the great things about GTU that mm-hmm. actually you can. Um, I just zoop in and out to teach my class, you know. But but actually, my class now there's there's people from different faith traditions. So I'm I'm actually this all of a sudden this year I'm getting a lot more um, opportunities to uh, interact and inter and intra religious dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, if someone's going to come to me when I lived at the IBS dorm up on Hay Street. Um, the bell rang, the doorbell, and I went to answer it. And this guy said, um, "It was. I think he might have been from next door. And he said, he just says, um, where do you think you go when you die? 
I was like, what do you mean? He's like, when you die, where do you think you're going? I was like, oh. That was his opening? Yeah, that was his opening. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to be born in the Pure Land. It's in the western direction, and Amida Buddha resides there. And I just kind of went off on this whole thing. And he, and he just kind of, I forget, I figured out pretty early on he was trying to convert me. You know, that it was, and I think it came out that he was Baptist, and um, I forget the the exact details of the conversation, but he seemed to be kind of, well, how do you know that, blah, blah, blah. And so finally I said, you know, come, we can talk, but don't try and convert me. Come back when we can have a conversation and not when, you know, when you're, when you're trying to um, convert me. So sometimes, you know, there is kind of a attack mode that we can talk in and speak in. So I guess that's, those kind of things, I guess, are what um, we could complain about, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 we, we never complain. <laughs> no. we're, we're Buddhists. But you just did, I can go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting we're recording this. <laughs> we're going to edit out all the, the uncomfortable pauses. Sure you are. 